It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Welcome in the highly disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? It's too damn hot outside. I'm uh, I'm not ready for this. It's eighty. Uh, got up to eighty-seven today. It's, it's what is it? April something fifth, fifth? sixth. Yeah. Um. Then we got it. We got to chill with that. It's it's great to have warmer weather. You know, we're we're all pretty much done with winter, but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We need to chill it back down. Maybe a high of seventy-eight. We can we can roll with that here in early April not doing this it, I mean it's basically 90 degrees outside I'm not here for it but yeah that's, that's my tangent of the day yeah we went too we went too hard too fast we went yeah, right that's... from like 40 to 80 it's like whoa hey and I don't know if that's just you know climate change because we we seem to have less and less of the, the the mild seasons like spring and and fall seem to be getting shorter and shorter every year like it's just kind of uncomfortably warm and then uncomfortably cold and there isn't a whole lot of in between it seems outside of maybe a week's week's worth of of days but we haven't really gotten that i mean it's just it's just hot it's going to be a hot for the next week or two might get a couple of days off but it's uh it's you know the earth is on fire basically so it is what it is i guess i'll i'll live with it and um you know at the very least gets me into to baseball mode a little bit faster but you know not really clamoring for that (laughs) right yeah well you know what else is heating up the nba playoff race oh man uh we're sitting here wednesday i believe the last day of regular season games is saturday sunday i think right saturday or something Uh, i know everybody whenever whatever it is it might be sunday i think everybody everybody plays the last day and I think there's like two time slots. Like I think all the East teams will play at like one thirty or something, and then I think all the West teams will play at four thirty. Something uh, like that. Uh, you're right that it's Sunday. I uh, see the Lakers and Suns play at three thirty. Yeah, three thirty. Yeah, three thirty. One and three thirty. Something like that. But it's basically two time slots, and we got it split up. So um, we're kind of coming to a scenario where. I mean, odds are there's going to be at least two, maybe three um, seeds available in the Western Conference going into that final day. Because, I mean, we got, what, still four teams within two games of each other. So it's pretty right. Fun. Yeah, as it stands right now, uh, April 5th, 6.45 p.m., uh, currently have the, the Warriors – at uh, 42 and 38 the Clippers and Lakers at 41 and 38 and then a game behind them is the Pelicans and then a half a game behind them is the Timberwolves when it comes to the five through nine spots so and the Lakers and Clippers played tonight so it's certainly possible that the winner of that game avoids the play-in and the loser ends up in the play-in because the Warriors are looking pretty good to end the year. They've only got two games left, and if they win out, uh, they will avoid the play-in. I don't know how the tiebreakers shake out 
with the Clippers and Lakers with with the Warriors. Oh man, that's that's gonna be. <laughs> it, I mean, there's gonna be at least a couple that come down to that. It's gonna be funny seeing those final scores and then just like scrolling through Twitter, like, so who's actually gonna win? Because because <laughs> I like you know obviously unless you're a fan of that team, you're probably not gonna know the tiebreakers off the top of your head, being that there are so many NBA games. And let's see if I can find it very quickly. Uh, team by team tiebreakers for the Golden State Warriors updated as of today. Let's see. Let's see. They've got tiebreaker favors the Clippers right now. Uh, Clippers and Warriors. And it also favors the Lakers. So mm. it could be. Well, well, well. Yeah. Lakers are three and one against the Warriors this year. Uh, Clippers and Warriors are two and two against each other, but Clippers have a better division record. Okay, so that's how that currently. That means you could see. I think there's going to be a little bit of gamesmanship here in these last three, four games, because currently, as it sits, the four seed in the West is the Suns. Who are like six and zero since they've gotten since they've had Kevin Durant in the lineup? Basically, they're seven and zero in games. They're six and zero in games that Kevin Durant has played. And the three seed is the Kings, which the Kings are no slouches. They they are awesome offense, uh, not so good defense, but still like worthy <laughs> of the three seed. It's a, it's but, a, that's one of the teams you'd probably rather face in the postseason, right? The that's one. yeah. That's the thing is you in terms of first round matchups, you'd probably rather play the Kings or the Grizzlies at the two seed. Now the thing, the dangerous thing is there. You get down to number seven, you're in the play in tournament, and well, if you lose two games in a row, then you're out and you're not in the playoffs at all. Or you lose one game and you're down to having to play in the Nuggets. So, but there could be, it's, it's probably a little too close to try to do that though. That's the thing. So, cause if you're like, well, you know, let's rest our guys in this game. Cause we'd actually rather lose it. than you risk potentially dropping all the way down to eight because the Pelicans are right there too. Right. I think there's too many moving parts to be doing that. I mean, if, if we're talking about just you're in the playoffs and it's just seeding. I think that is one story, but the fact that that play exists and yep. you're talking about a good portion of those teams in danger of, like you said, the, the smaller sample size and then, um, you know, kind of an unpredictable opponent. Cause you know, one game can kind of change your whole trajectory there. Um, so maybe you see going into the final day, maybe that's when, if some of these scenarios can be more, more clear, you see some movement between, you know, four and five and, and some of that stuff. But, you know, sitting here on Wednesday, if you're in the West, <laughs> if you're in the West period, you need to be going out and trying to win. Cause even I believe the, the nuggets have, have two games up on the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't know how many games remaining those teams have, but I'm going to guess it's at least two per team they both have three games left and so <laughs> and i think the nuggets got blown out by the the rockets last night I think they sure did um so if you're the nuggets and you got two games and you know they got john morant back and all that you, you still need to come out here and play these games like if you're not running away with the one seed so and you haven't played well as of late anyway so you should probably figure some stuff out going into the playoffs so right, yeah there's really not games... a team 
there's not a team in the West that can just sit back right now. No, those three games for the Nuggets are also the Suns in Phoenix, the Jazz in Utah, and then the Kings. They host the Kings. Mm. So not a not an easy stretch by any means, although the Kings in that last game, I mean, they're pretty close. I mean, they're in the same spot where there's three games left and they're two games behind the Grizzlies. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's still, I mean, they're at the Jazz, for, and they're going to be playing a team, you know, with just nothing to play for. Um, and when you get to play for, it seems like those those lower teams tend to have a little more juice. Obviously, they're not nearly as good as you, but um, you just kind of see late as you know. I, I say this as a Knicks fan who has had a tanking team for a good portion of the last decade, either tanking or just downright bad, and they're bad the whole year. And then all of a sudden, we get down to these last like five or so games. And they win three games in a row because, like, it's just oh hey, let's let's mess up this playoff seating or let's do this and, um, you know, it it it's not the team you want to face certainly, but, uh, you know, if I'm the Nuggets, <laughs> I'm I'm just holding my breath here. If I'm a Nuggets fan, to be honest, they have not impressed me much uh, this last month or so. No, I would say – see, here's the other interesting thing about the West in general, not just the seeding, but in general, the top three seeds, I would argue none of them are in their, like, spot in the standings. None of them are where – are in that same spot when it comes to the favorite to win the West. Like, the Nuggets are the one seed but they're not the number one favorite to win the West. The Grizzlies are the number two seed. They're not the number two favorite. The Kings are the three seed, and they're not one of the top three favorites. <laughs> as, as it stands right now, uh, the Suns are the betting odds favorite to win the Western Conference, and then it's the Nuggets. And, then, and I'd say that that's the way that it should be as it stands right now, even with the, with the Suns still not having a whole lot of experience with their their core together at this point. Again, only six games. But then after that, the Grizzlies and the Kings. Okay, let's let's play this out. Let's play this out, Ryan. Who do you who would you say has a better chance to win the West right now? The Grizzlies or the Warriors? Oh man. I mean the Grizzlies started so hot and then they had a fight with Shannon Sharp and then they fell off and <laughs> Jaw left and it really hasn't been the same since. They're they're still really no. good. Obviously. See that they also they've also lost Brandon Clark for the season and Steven Adams, I believe, for the season. And that's right. like two pretty like significant injuries, although like they haven't fallen off too bad without them, but still um, I will say so it's between the Grizzlies and the Warriors? Yes. Uh, I would say the Warriors, they're going to get Wiggins back. Um, they are going to be almost impossible to beat at home. And if they can if they can get one on the road, which I think come playoff time, I, I, it's hard to just flip a switch and suddenly be good on the road. But if they can just snag one, um, I, I'm going to take them in a heartbeat to be honest, because 
I mean, they're they're just the better team. I don't. They, their road home splits are such an anomaly that it. I mean, it could it could change at any time. I don't know why yeah. they are just so god awful on the road. Um, but even you know, if, if you you can flip it and look at home, their home record's probably a little better than what they are as a team in in <laughs> on the other side of it. So. Uh, when you put that all together, I think the Warriors are just the more complete team. They, you know, they've been through this a million times. The Grizzlies, they're still, they're going to be the most experienced they've been coming into this playoffs, um, that that core they have. But uh, the Warriors, I think, are just going to find a way to to pull out that series if that's if that's what it would come down to hypothetically. Um, if we're just pitting them against each other like this, because uh, they're just they're the better team overall. I mean, Clay Thompson gets hot for a game. That's all it's gonna take. I'm I'm with you. And then I look at it next, and I see the Lakers there, and I would also take the Lakers over the Grizzlies, and because ever since the Lakers have gotten this new core back together after they made the trade, got rid of Russell Westbrook, uh, got in Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, they might, they're like, I don't think, I don't know if they're undefeated with LeBron AD and Russell in the lineup, but they're pretty close. Um, but that's yeah, like seven or they're like eight and one or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's something pretty close to that. And I think it's just that this core works. Um, it works pretty well because it's got a lot, it's a lot better defense and shooting than when you had Russell Westbrook out there. And Jared Vanderbilt's a beast on defense. And that if LeBron and AD stay healthy, I would take the Lakers over the very least anyone other than the Suns and the Nuggets. Um, maybe the Warriors too. Uh, might take the Warriors over the Lakers. Although that would be an interesting series. I'm looking at the actually the uh, the sta- the betting odds now, and the Warriors have pushed all the way up. It's it's currently Suns plus two hundred to win the West. Nuggets plus three thirty. Warriors plus three fifty. Hmm. So it's they're pushing to have better odds. Than the Nuggets, I think the problem there is that the Warriors and Suns, as it stands, would play each other in the first round. Oh, uh, true. And then you have the Grizzlies at plus six hundred, the Lakers at plus twelve hundred. I, I mean, I think some of that has to do with not knowing where their seating is going to be, but I think that's way too low for the Lakers. I think if LeBron and AD are healthy, they definitely, I'm definitely taking them over the Grizzlies and Kings, and I think when it comes to the Warriors and Nuggets, maybe the Nuggets especially, they've, I might, I, I lean towards taking LeBron. <laughs> right. And those odds almost might be even accounting for AD getting hurt at some point. Right. He's, he always finds a way. So that could, that could be part of it. And also, you know, it is a small sample size. Like who knows what that's going to look like. Right. In the playoffs, but still, I mean, they've, they've certainly, uh, completely turned it around as a as a team i mean they they were they weren't horrible um for, for this season but they were just 
they were uh what, what's the way to phrase this they were just aggressively below average <laughs> the whole year like they were all just they were kind of just like four games below 500 for what seemed like the whole season so they're in much better shape now so i i mean i wouldn't want to face them like you said those two in the playoffs lebron and ad i mean who who nobody's going to choose that right i think i think the way that if you're a lakers fan the way you want this to shake out is you want the 6 seed you want to play the kings uh you're it's in state in terms of like you're going on the road but you're staying in the state uh you avoid the play in and you avoid the suns in the first round and i think that's kind of how everyone wants this to shake out like you shouldn't really want to play the king specifically but if out, of, out of all your options that's probably the best one except for maybe the grizzlies but then that would include you having to go through the play-in so that's why you don't want that uh the pelicans have looked pretty good if they get to, i i would see i think the series i would really like to see would be let's say clippers fall down to seven and they play the pelicans in the seven eight play-in game and the pelicans win because the clippers don't have paul george the only thing with the Clippers is Paul George is probably missing the first round. Uh, I would want to see Grizzlies Pelicans in the first round. Mm. That sounds fun to me, especially if Zion's coming back. And even if not, even if Zion's not coming back, the Pelicans have been good lately. <laughs> is Zion ever going to come back? Really, though, uh, <laughs> for more than five games. I was say for more than twenty percent of the season. I thought uh, this maybe. might be the year, but it, it's it's just been the same year as all the other years. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what's he? He's what, played thirty percent of his possible games in his career. Like it might be worse than I think that. So I he think it's has... one hundred and twenty. I think it's one hundred and twenty games in four seasons. Yeah. So the fact that it's one hundred twenty seems high when you think about it. Right, but that's like, still that's thirty games a season. Yeah, and that and then you add like how many times have I actually sat down and watched him, like either national TV or against my team, whatever it might be, and it's the number gets even lower. So right. we even got to experience uh, much of Zion, especially going through through March, and you see all like the the March Madness flashbacks on Twitter, and it was basically like every every day that there was a duke game on this this day in history and they showed the zion highlights and you're just like man (laughs) he he was he was special and we just haven't we haven't gotten to really see it for any extended period of time but yeah if he comes back i mean that's it makes them 10 times more interesting right yeah and you got the timberwolves at nine it's just hard to be taken serious when rudy gobert is like getting taken off the floor in crunch time (laughs) <laughs> great trade uh everyone everyone knew it would be this great in uh in real time when it happened too that team just has on paper they're very solid and then they go play games and like they're just not anything special they're just fine yeah it, i mean part of part of it is you can chalk up to cat missing a good bit of the year but uh, i don't know it's it's I think they're probably going to have to eventually trade Cat because no because no one's going to want anything for Rudy Gobert. So <laughs> if you want if you want to get anything out of what you have on your team, you probably have to say we have to pick one of these centers. And unfortunately, we have to pick the worst one and the older one <laughs> to build around Anthony Edwards. So 
That's disgusting. Thunder is sitting at ten. Uh, my good, my good old Thunder. The <laughs> um, half game ahead of the Mavericks. Oh man, good lord! Don't get me started. What a disaster! I mean, it's terrible. What what is going on? Like, is Jalen Brunson that good? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's really good, but like, you know, the Knicks have won. He's he's added like ten wins to the Knicks. Or possibly more. He, I guess, was the, the, the heart and soul of that team because they are just bad. They're not good. They've only gotten, they've really only been worse since Kyrie's been there. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing is, it hasn't really been Kyrie's fault. No, he's been, he's played perfectly. Like, he's been good. He's just been Kyrie. Like, he, yeah. you know, or, the okay. Team maybe... has, the, the thing was in trading Kyrie, trading for Kyrie. They had to give up their only good wing defender, Dorian Finney-Smith. So there's just no defense on this team. Luka's not playing it. Kyrie's not playing it. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s not playing it. <laughs> you think Reggie Bullock's going to play in it? No. Oh, man. It's basically like Maxi Cleep. Christian Wood doesn't play defense. No one on this team plays defense. Maxi Kleeb was like a minus 30 the other night. <laughs> I, yeah. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what, you know, normally in the NBA and just in basketball as a whole, um, you know, you see as as you get higher up, it matters less. But when you have a superstar, that's enough to be decent. And then like when you have two really good players, stars or superstars like that, that can carry you at least to a playoff spot. And then you might falter out because you don't have a complete team. But they can't even. I mean, they're they're looking like they're just gonna miss the play in here. <laughs> yeah, like, they're gonna they, be, they're they're gonna be a lottery. Word, yeah, team. the word is for the last three games of the season, they might shut down Kyrie and Luca, basically to tank in case so that they can try to keep their pick in the top ten so that the Knicks don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the saddest part. Where it's like the 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 Mavs are underachieving, and it's like, yes, this is great. All right, we're gonna get a decent pick here, and then they start getting worse. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> they just need to be, you know, just stay out of the, the that top ten. Let's just, you know, they can make the plan. We're good, we're good. And then they get Kyrie, and then you're almost worried that they're gonna be too good now. They're gonna win too many games. It's been the opposite. I mean, they've just gotten worse, and now it's, I, you know, I think most of us have kind of given up, <laughs> given up on that pick. And you know, it, it helps as a Knicks fan that. The Knicks have locked in their their seed, and even you know, with or without Julius Randle, they should at least have a a watchable playoff series. Like Jalen Brunson has proven that you know he can take the extra volume and and kind of run the show there. But yeah, the the to miss that pick, it's 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 more shocking than it is sad, honestly. Because I mean, who would have thought the Mavs would be this terrible? If you told me they'd be like the eight seed, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, they under underachieved a little bit, but all right." But they're gonna they're right out of this thing. I mean, they lose one more game; it's pretty much it's pretty much done for them. They are right at the number ten odds in the lottery, the tenth worst record in the NBA. It's mm. it's legitimately going to be well, unless there's a possibility that the Bulls' record could 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 uh, throw this off. But there's a there's a game difference. As it stands right now, there's the most likely scenario is they will either keep their pick 
or make the play in. Like it's probably not one or the other. It's probably not both or like, you know, it's probably one, one or the other, I should say. Yeah. So that's rough. Um, that's yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I guess they'll, they'd be really funny if Kyrie doesn't resign and they just are, it's just Luca and a shell of a team. I don't know that he will, to be honest. Like what you there, we literally, you cannot predict what Kyrie Irving will do ever about anything. That's true. Other than when he plays basketball, he will score a lot of points. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna. Um... Oh wow! I, the the Knicks starting lineup for the night just just flashed on the screen. It's oh, very. <laughs> it is. Is that the starting lineup? Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson. Interesting. Oh. Um, because they they are locked into their spot, so. Where I'm, I was uh, interested yeah. to see what what Tibbs would actually do in terms of resting. I guess we'll see how many minutes some of these guys get. But yeah, I mean, let's let's go ahead see. We can we can. The East is much easier. I was going to say we spent a lot of time in the West because the East is real easy to run through. Uh, because the teams below the fifth seed, you might as well just they might as well not be there. They suck. We're we're running through. Yeah, not only do they suck, but the top three in the in the East are just like really good basketball teams um we're basically it's it's gonna be the celtics and the sixers unless something catastrophic happens in the first round it's gonna be the celtics <laughs> and the sixers and then the bucks playing the winner of Knicks, Cavs, and sorry for ryan's Knicks. uh <laughs> that four or five team is getting demolished by the bucks and then we're getting I mean, probably Bucks Celtics. Like the Celtics and Sixers should be a good series, but the Celtics, I would say, get the edge there, and then uh, a really good conference finals. So, yeah, it's very the East is it's it's top heavy. I mean, it's, yeah. it is those th- it's those three teams. Anything after you just don't you don't have faith, and there's no there's no reason to. I do want to imagine a scenario that you know the Knicks eke out their series against the Cavs you know, in six or seven games and then uh they play the, the Bucks and they're down two oh and they, they eke a game out at home. Just the, the absolute scenes. <laughs> if they beat they they beat the Bucks one game out that's of That's all that of... that's all it would take to consider like you would get a side talk video out of it. Oh man. It would be <clears throat> and that would be like a very successful season because I don't think anybody yeah within reason would expect more. <laughs> <laughs> no, not after last year. I I do think I and I I guess there's really no way at this point it would work out this way. If the Knicks ended up facing the Celtics in a playoff series, I do think that would be interesting, just from what I've seen from those teams. And there would be there would definitely be some hope on some Knicks fan sides. They'd probably still lose in you know six games, but there'd be some hope. But the Bucks is that's a matchup nightmare. Nobody <laughs> nobody's matching up with them very well. Right. The only suspense in the East for the top three is that the Celtics are up two games for the two seed on the Celtics. Or the Celtics are up two games on the two seed on the Sixers with three games left. So it was basically last night's Celtics Sixers game decided whether the Bucks were locked in at one or if the Celtics were locked in at two. And because the Sixers won, then the Bucks the Bucks are up three games with three games left for the one seed. So. They just need one win in the last three, or the Celtics will drop one. 
So that's about it. But yeah, that's uh, that's about it. That's uh, that's basketball as it stands. Unless you got any, is there is there anything we miss? I don't think so, right? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that's that's what it's going to be. And I mean, in the West, there's a lot to talk about, but um, you know, there there's going to be a lot more to talk about in a different respect next week. I mean, we're going to see what the matchups will be. We'll be getting into the play-in. We'll probably be the plan will be ongoing next time we do a podcast, I'm sure. Because, uh, I mean, that's going to start, what, Tuesday? I mean, that, they'll turn it right around there and start. So, yep. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it's nice to sit back and be locked in <laughs> as a Knicks fan. It's nice. Yeah. Like, the, they they will play three meaningless games before the season ends. So, right. Chilling. Yeah. And March Madness ended. That was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. UConn. UConn won it all. Which yeah, totally terrible. Did. I mean, I I, I don't great even a great semifinal game. game between uh, San Diego State and FAU though. That was a good one. That was a good one. It's a classic. It um kind of historic <clears throat> that the the women's championship game between um, Iowa and LSU most watched women's college basketball game ever, and the men's game was the lowest rated national championship ever. So. Well, that's that's. I guess that was the story of the week, wasn't it? Uh, the women. I mean, yeah, the women stole the show. I mean, the men, like the men's game, had no traction. I mean, there was there was nothing going there. There's nothing interesting about it. Yeah, they're still talking about the women's game for you know <laughs> some pretty annoying reasons, but yeah, like <laughs> oh, it's it's literally everything but the basketball game. Which honestly, you know that that probably speaks to the sport being more popular is that we actually care about all of the other stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, if, if you're the networks and the the NCAA and even the players, uh, they're probably kind of thriving in it. So, yeah, Angel uh, Reese comes... is certainly thriving on on the attention. She does not care about what anybody says. Right. That's my thing. Is people that got upset about that? Who could possibly care? <laughs> Just why move on why? with your day. Why? Why would you? Care? Why? It's trash talk. Watch some pro wrestling. That's my that's my takeaway from people that. <laughs> that get upset about this. This is entertainment. This is these, I get that these are real people acting within like their real personalities. This is, this is, you're being entertained by this. Be entertained. There can be some trash talk. It's Caitlin entertainment, Clark was like, uh, Caitlin Clark was basically like, I talk, yeah, I mean, I talk my trash and I got trash talk back. Yeah. Yeah. She did not care. <laughs> no. And neither should you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, a, it's an entertainment product at the end of the day. Yeah. That's why they changed baseball, <laughs> right? It's got to be watchable, and it certainly was great. Yeah. Great game, high scoring, and uh, I'm interested to see moving forward how the those tournaments play out because the uh, the women are are on the rise and the men are not. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's moving on from that. That's really the one topic of the week before we uh, we get into our mailbag. It's the first time we ever done this. But uh, it's uh decided just saying why not let's uh, throw some questions out uh, to the people, the opportunity for question for people to submit questions that is, so we're reaching into the the highly disputed mailbag and we got more than I figured we would. We got a few, some good ones in there also. We did get some good ones. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna start with the shepherd related one that we got most recently. This is the most recent submission. Uh, from from Jackson Muse, uh, Jack Muse underscore. Uh, this is at 
He says, do you think Shepherd football will ever schedule games with Division I FCS schools in the future? A bonus question, what's your favorite color? I will, uh, I will first of all, uh, red. Red is my <laughs> favorite color. Thank you. Uh, what, do you what do you think, Ryan? Uh, well, my favorite color is, is green, though. Uh, it's not a color I prefer to wear, but people would question it. So, um, In terms of Shepard's scheduling, um, I don't think they would, personally, at least as they stand now as a program. I think they it would probably be, be scrimmages, if anything. Yeah. And they've done that with um, with basketball. They've done some some exhibitions with uh, WV before. So I could see that maybe. But, yeah, in terms of scheduling, they, you know, I'm sure they'd like to be in a place where they could do that um, or have one of those schools schedule them because uh, that's probably how it would be. They'd probably end up going somewhere is my guess. Uh, yeah. But, but at, as, as they are as a program now, they are – they do have some national relevance and and all of that. They're one of the better teams in the region year over year, but I I don't really see it. I, I think they'd rather just find a half decent out of conference game uh, in D two, do a little home and home, and then and then roll with that. Now, if the opportunity presented itself, I think they'd take it. But as it stands, I don't think they're getting it. Yeah, I mean, sense. we we saw like the the women's basketball team was scrim had scrimmages against Liberty. Yeah, that's even for you know further up in F- FBS if it were if we were talking football, but obviously ba- basketball is different. And but, I think those ca- games counted for Liberty, but not for Shepherd, if I remember correctly. I think it was a weird thing. I think you're right. I think the thing with with that is with college football in particular is that every game matters and losing one game can significantly hurt you right. uh, we can see the difference between being 11 and 0 or, or or 10 and 1 or you know 10 and 0 and 9 and 1 is can make a big difference in terms of the seating especially the division 2 level where it's you know is it's a difference between whether you play whether you get a bye whether you play a home game or, an, or a road game in the first round of the playoffs or even like the second round. So I think that's the thing is there's just that they only really get one out of conference game. So as we saw, they, they scheduled Southern Connecticut state for a home and home last year and this upcoming year. Uh, and they blew them out. So it's really, I think it's better. Like, no, it's not really going to make a big difference. If you, you know, if you schedule up, Maybe if you get to the end of the year and you say, "Well, we beat an F- we beat a low level FCS team instead of a low level D two team," it's probably not going to change your seating in the regional in the regional standings or the regional uh, tournament. Right the uh, the risk reward is is not there at the moment. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's an interesting. I think, question. Honestly, I think they would almost be more likely to end up in that situation if they weren't particularly great but it had a great run <laughs> and like they're they're popular enough to someone would pay them to come but they're also bad enough to where they can lose that game and it it doesn't really matter if right. that makes sense but i yeah. we're not there and i don't think we'll be there for at least a few years so we're staying put <laughs> yeah okay we're gonna go we're gonna go to i'm gonna work working backwards uh, for now uh, I'll put get at these in in some weird order. 
Uh, I'm going to leave this one up to Ryan uh, <laughs> from, from Allison Stewart as Stu Lily. Uh, pa- pal of the program, let's let's call her. Since she's not a friend of the show, she hasn't made two appearances. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't made one appearance. But uh, rank all three <laughs> high school musicals. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to leave that to you. So th- there's a couple ways to go about this. If we're just ranking them as movies, I think you have to go probably one, three, then two. If we are talking about a, a music perspective only, I think you go three, two, then one. Wow. Um, so best movie, but worst worst music is a high school musical one? Yes. So that movie, pretty funny. Holds up. Holds up pretty well for like a disney channel musical it's still like there, there's some solid little jokes in there um you know it's it's not like the most crazy original concept or idea but they they execute it and it'll put a smile on your face the music's fine it's iconic uh but they they really step their game up for three uh three is is not the best movie but there's more production value as a theatrical release um they they really put the work in with the music on that one. It's just the they it's just the best music, well produced, well written. That's uh, interesting because I wouldn't have see I've I've never watched a full High School Musical movie, but I've watched so much Disney Channel in my uh in my uh, in my years growing up that I've seen a lot of all three movies. Oh yeah. Uh, and I would have thought, and I've heard so much of the music. Yeah, they're but, pretty. I mean, they, you know, they're they're easy watches. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the, the, so I would have thought all of the songs I can think of in my head are from the first movie, but that maybe maybe that's just because it was so just like popular at the time. Yeah, uh, it's. It, I think what makes the first one so special is like it's pretty aware of how corny it is. Like it's hmm. very campy, uh, and then the second one is less camp like it well the second one they were like this got this was really popular so now we have to get serious yeah it was just it was just it's just not as good a movie um there's some decent songs in there like the songs are solid uh but it i i it's probably maybe the most popular of the three to be honest the second one it's like it set records on cable for viewership but it's um yeah, I don't know. If if I'm really looking at it critically, <laughs> I so, enjoy I enjoy all three, but it, so that, that's my that's my ranking. We're, we're, so these were just Disney Channel original movies, right? The first two were, the third one was a like it was a Disney movie theatrical release. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say was these were just movies that were just released on Disney Channel. Like they like the premiere of High School Musical two was like a Friday night at eight o'clock on Disney Channel. Yes, it was. That's interesting. That's we don't get that anymore. Not yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, maybe it, you get that. Maybe you get that like on Disney Channel, but no one gives a shit about Disney Channel movies anymore. No, they you know, and it's like all, you know, they, they probably just any any movie that they would they that they would premiere like that they would just put it on Disney Plus instead. And they are doing that actually. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. TV is TV's falling off. It's kind of sad. Cable's falling off, especially. It's depressing. Yeah, but yeah, good. I do miss that. But yeah, if you if you watch, you know, if you watch one clip from each movie, you'll see that the third one is 
it's just completely different because it's it doesn't look like a TV movie. It looks like a movie. But yeah, that's that's where I stand. That might be some that my opinions might be controversial to some, <laughs> but I'm I'm really looking at it from a a critical perspective here. So make make of that what you will. Fair enough. Okay, let's <laughs> let's jump let's jump to more of a sports question. Uh, friend of the show, Russell Goodacre. Uh, asked what are each of your top 10 shepherd sports moments across all sports so it took me when i when i saw 10 i was like oh boy i gotta think of 10 Ugh. but i was like uh i, I came up with some so uh did you did you see this question ryan did you uh come up with with some stuff i saw it and i also i felt the same thing i was like 10's overwhelming and then i just i just didn't think about it much after that <laughs> but i could probably rattle off some i think I think if I rattle it off in the moment, it, it will be the ones that truly are like the the standouts because I can rattle them off the top of my head. Right. Because so um, I wrote I I I made a note I made note in my notes app of of ten moments. Okay. So are these in order? Gonna, or with these just ten? These are just ten. Um, I would say that the top four are in order. Okay. Um, for me, but after that, it gets kind of wild but you, you rattle off yours and we'll see how many you hit because oh, it'll man. probably be a, it'll probably be a good bit so if i just think of that question first thing first things that come to mind tyson's hail marys i think that's probably just number one if we're gonna if yeah that's, spoiler. It's, that's it's, for me that's that's number one and also number three <laughs> it's number <laughs> yeah if we're gonna pair those up but i mean the kutztown hail mary and the like it's, i can call it a mini hail mary uh against notre dame it's one of the great sports things i've ever experienced in person ever uh, yeah we have another question about the best things we've seen in sports uh watching live i'm just gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna spoil it now one of them is tyson's hail mary <laughs> man that it might just be number one for me because it, i it's, think it is it was just too. so special and like it's something that it's not like forty thousand people can say they saw it and it's not like it's also not like 40 50 000 people really care or gonna remember it <laughs> but it was a it was a very cool thing and you know thinking about where Tyson's at now about to be drafted it's kind of it has an extra added layer to it it's not like it was some quarterback we won't remember his name in five years like we'll always remember Tyson Bage and at Shepard like that's that's gonna go down in history so that's that's definitely on that list um I think of uh it was Kyle Daggett I believe against Slippery Rock in basketball hit a half court buzzer beater You've you've hit three you've hit three of my top four. <laughs> um, it would be man. Now, so now see I, my I'll just go ahead. My got, fourth I, in that top four is this year's regional title game against IUP. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. See, I have some some of this stuff kind of runs together in my brain. Like this whole season, I I don't know that there's one singular moment, but I guess that was that really was the cherry on top. So. Um, that, that's a good one. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah. funny enough, I have a game <laughs> and I can't remember if I was at it or not, but I, I, I feel like I was, if at the very least I watched a stream of it or something. Okay. I think I was at this game. It was, I was definitely at the game before it. So t- we're looking at 2015 in football. 
the national quarterfinals in Shepherdstown against Slippery Rock. Mm. They beat Slippery Rock 28 to 16. And that was a pretty big deal. That was fun. And I was definitely at that game. And I'm pretty certain I was at this game as well when they beat Grand Valley State 34 to 32. I'm going to look at the box score. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I can't remember, but it's I, like I have vivid memories of this game. But I don't know if it was like me catching bits and pieces of it or if I was there. So this is maybe maybe this is outside looking in. Um, so while you're looking for that, um, I'm gonna rattle off a couple a couple more that I have here. I'd have one from this year, uh, the Shepherd East Stroudsburg men's basketball game. Uh, Daniel McLean Corley going off for like thirty points again to upset the top fifteen team in the country. Uh, that was pretty great. Electric game. Yeah. And I have I I didn't have enough time to think about this to go back and look up like the box score to figure out exactly what game this was. I might be thinking of two games actually now that I think about it. But there was one or two games back in the twenty nineteen women's basketball season where Marley McLaughlin made I believe a like game winning layup, a buzzer beating layup, and then like game winning free throws. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know if this it was the same right. game or if it was like game tying free throws and then the, the buzzer beater layup, but it might be two different games. But I just remember those two moments were made, were made me – I tried to uh, make Cash Money Marley a, 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 a thing uh, as a nickname. <laughs> Didn't quite stick, but uh, that's, those were the two moments. So it was like, man, she's she's got the clutch gene. So these Shepherd moments – period or shepherd like we had to be in person um i guess they could be either they could be either is it just shepherd memories because i mean i've mine my all of mine are like moments that i like i remember like it's not to be fair i didn't really pay much attention to shepherd sports until like the back half of my time there like freshman and sophomore year i wasn't really I wasn't really going to games and stuff like it was really like mainly when like I paired up with you and our friends that we made really senior year that I was heavy into going to all the games and what a bunch of the sports. So depends on how you look at it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of the same way though. I did. I, I followed football. I've always kind of followed football pretty closely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say women's basketball, last 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 season i guess you know not this most recent season but um in the ncaa playoffs beat gannon double overtime 93 89 yes and then everything up until like the last five minutes of the glenville state game we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll lump that in there also yes i had i had th- i had one of my 10 just being like abby beeman versus whoever just the fact that we got to watch abby play at the division two level uh was pretty awesome uh, and I'll yeah, was... we'll count that as that. We'll, that that's our moment to represent that. Uh, I have the 2019 volleyball regional tournament as yep. uh, as a moment here. Yeah, they got they got one win. I wasn't there for the win. I came down the next day to Wheeling, but it was still a fun experience overall. Needed to shout out the volleyball team in general for that year. Great yeah, that was team. a great yeah great team great year. That was the, the Fab good, Five. Fab Five, good squad. 
good stuff. Yeah. That was good stuff. So that's um, I'm trying to see if I have any any others. I mean, that's <laughs> anything past that. I'm I'm kind of so like I got two more. I, we've gone through like eight of mine. The last two is uh, Anna Ross's senior day, uh, 2019, 20. Or I guess it would have been early 2020. Uh, women's basketball season when she dropped what 30 points on her senior day when she averaged maybe five points a game <laughs> that was ama- that was pretty amazing oh man yeah that's a good one who yeah. was that against oh uh, man mercy uh, not mercy uh, millersville maybe yeah just some random it wasn't anybody crazy it was no it was someone pretty pretty bad um yeah great time though because she she just was downing three oh like, yeah she left shot right. like 70 percent from the floor it was it was insane um, and then my last moment is, uh, uh, Ryan Stickle passing out in the bleachers in a, during a football game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, good times, man. See, you, you said shepherd, you said shepherd sports memories and, uh, <laughs> see, it's, a it's, not it's in my definitely memory. a shepherd sports moment. It's a moment in history. Uh, okay. I feel like I'm being gaslit right now because Obi Toppin went to the floor, was grabbing his knee, could not walk. They went to a timeout and he's just back on the floor. He's playing. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. Anyway. That was, so, that was a solid question. Yeah, it was. It was. Thank you for that, Russ. Yeah. Um, our producer, Garrett Junkin, submitted three questions. <laughs> uh Oh, man. His first question was, what are your top five Formula One drivers of all time? Uh, Garrett, it's a good thing you you, uh, sent in two more questions. (laughs) Um, My answer is no. (laughs) uh, Terry Bodass is all five. Um, That's that's my answer. I agree completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, His second question was, are the Orioles for real? Um, I'd say... They Can they are... score nine runs in every game? Because they might have to. They probably <laughs> will have to. I think what they gave up like seven today. Um, they are not for real. They're not a contender. I'll add the caveat that uh, they have the young core in place to where if they would just spend some money, they could be a contender. Like if they... Well, we're talking about the Orioles, so that's not going to happen. Exactly. So the, the the answer would be no, but like it's a frustrating no because like they they very well could be if and, and they don't have to you know they don't have to spend Mets or Padres money either. Like just yeah, a, one good starting pitcher, one good bullpen arm. Maybe you trade for something else because you got you still got some prospects and you'd be sitting, you know. You could you could be right there at the, with the Yankees at that point. Their offense, their lineup's really good. They have a great young core, but the ownership the, the ownership chooses not to spend money or um, be good. So the answer is no. Unfortunately, wish I could tell you something different. Yeah. Uh, his final question: What is what is your favorite flag? Great question, um, Garrett. Um, I'm probably... per- without um, my my knee jerk reaction uh, is uh, Albania. I like uh, I like the the like double sided phoenix or whatever is on that whatever is on that thing. It it looks kind of cool. Um, man, I kind of like uh, I kind of like Puerto Rico's flag. Um, it looks like a lot of other flags though. 
Yeah, that's true. You know what? Canada, just they throw a leaf on there. That's pretty cool to me. I like leaves. Um, I like Nepal's because it's like not a square. Or it's not a rectangle. Mm. It's like that like weird looking triangle thing. Like it's like two triangles on top of each other. Okay. That might be my new that might be that might be my new answer. I just like that it's not. Yeah, I don't have a definitive answer because I, I truly don't care about flags. <laughs> yeah. They're not from I'm not a flag guy, unfortunately, but you know, it's if fun. you are, you know, more power to you, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, good question, Garrett. Thank you. Um question from Cody List. Uh, friend, has he been on the show twice? I don't know. Friend of the show. Uh, I don't know. I don't Crunch know. the numbers. It might just be once. Uh, this was our first question we got, and I was looking forward to answering it. Our Mount Rushmore of all-time sports moments we've either witnessed live or live on television. You see, the live on television one is, is fun because it really opens up the possibilities. And also sometimes, like, the the remembering where you were but it's just like a living room somewhere those are also fun yeah so i i made i made myself a mount rushmore for both i separated it out mm, okay uh mine will probably just be all the, the same combined <laughs> yeah yeah uh in person uh my moments are tyson's hail mary uh the iup regional title game uh, just because that was just such a, it was a party of a game. They embarrassed them. It was like the two different ways to be the happiest you've ever been watching sports. Like one is like the surprise of like a shocking moment. Your team comes back when you thought all hope was lost. And the other is just like, we are whooping this team's ass. Let's yeah. go. We rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's extended because it's like a good hour of like just jumping around and yeah and it helped that i was like on the sideline for that game running the camera for tv 10 so there was that uh my third one's gonna be weird uh but i haven't seen a whole lot of like super memorable stuff live a lot of the like sports games i've gone to live have just been like uneventful uh september 28th 2007 melvin mora beats the the yankees with a (laughs) walk-off bunt Ten to nine. Oh man! <laughs> and it was fireworks night afterwards. There we go. See, my, my grandparents they, and my cousin—they always they come through for fireworks night. And uh, I'm going to give a shout. This is technically sports. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, <laughs> my favorite wrestling match of all time is one that I was just so happened to see live. I don't think I'm using the bias of seeing it live and saying it's my favorite. It's uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Two out of three falls at NXT Takeover New York, WrestleMania weekend 2019. Uh, I think it's the best wrestling match I've ever seen. And then I'll throw in an honorable mention to another one I saw in New York: uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at AEW Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, they they both get an honorable mention. Okay. But uh, what you got? I got my what I've seen on TV moments too. But I'll uh, I'll defer to you for for a minute, Ryan. Man, see now that I think about it more, I might have to split it up. But let's see, let's see what really comes to mind here. I mean, I think Tyson's cuts down Hail Mary. That's I mean, you know, that's a special yeah, moment. I didn't have that one on my. Uh, oh, oh, I did separate it out. If I combine these, I I think the only one from the in person list. That makes the uh, the total list is Tyson's Hail Mary over my fourth one. 
Yeah. Um, I think if I if I try to roll with some in person stuff, uh, a the Orioles twenty fourteen sixtieth anniversary game. They played mm-hmm. the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. They hit like six home runs. <laughs> uh, they brought back pretty much every living Orioles legend. Like you, you name them, and they were there. Like the whole. I mean, there was like there were like twenty people there. Well, on the Billy Ripken. Yep, he was there. Man, BJ um, Serhoff. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, that's the ones that matter. And then, <laughs> yep, those are the legends. And then also, you know, it was fireworks night. They had the whole ceremony. It was a very very cool thing. Um, and I had great seats. I mean, I was probably like twelfth row back from home plate. So great night. Um, in person, I might be out at that point. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, That's I saw I saw uh, I saw Juju Smith Schuster's last home snap in Pittsburgh. Does that count for one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he, he destroyed his shoulder. Um, <laughs> I saw Joe Flacco's final start as a Raven in person. Sure. That's a story. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I'm kind of running out. I, I'm I'm thinking. I mean, I've been to plenty of sporting events in person in my life, but like in terms of one that really matter, there's been fun ones. But like, I don't I don't think of I can't think of any that stand out too much. The TV yeah. lineup is is a good one though. Yeah, go go for it. So uh, James Harrison's well, really all of Super Bowl Forty Three on TV. Very oh, good yeah. memories. Yeah. Um, you know, being a Steelers fan for that game, that was. I mean, I I could go to the the house that I lived in and and point on the floor where I sat because I did watch it. I was sitting on the floor. <laughs> uh, um, as a Ra- as a Steelers hater, I I remember how much I hated that game, so I can only imagine how much you loved it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I think the the kick six in the Iron Bowl is one. That one was special. That's uh, that's on mine. I think. Because yeah. I can I can describe that moment like I was at the dinner table I got up like it was I can describe it so I know that one's mm-hmm. good because it stuck with me, um, you know there's one that keeps coming up and it's not necessary it's not really a good one in my mind. <laughs> Is uh, this favorites? What's the wording of this question? We got to go back to this. Uh, it's the Mount Rushmore of oh, sports moments. If we're gonna go Mount Rushmore, I might have to go with. The Malcolm Butler interception on the goal line, mm. because it's yeah. it's very Maybe. stuck in my memory. Out of, more more so than most plays in the Super Bowl, like ever. It's really yeah. up there. Uh, and then I, oh man, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna be leaving some good ones out here. I'm torn between a couple basketball ones, both to win championships. I I I think I have one, and I think it's one of the ones you're talking about. Yeah, I th- is it uh it's the Le- is it the LeBron block? That's one of the, Le- the LeBron block is one, but I'm kind of also torn. Also on on Villanova's buzzer beater. Oh yeah, same yeah. same year also same year to win the the, oh, the national year. championship. It's the same year. Um, yeah. I probably have to go with LeBron's. I think the LeBron one is going to stick with me for a lot longer than the Villanova one. So we'll go with yeah. LeBron. Yeah. If I, so 
one of my ones is the Ravens winning the Super Bowl in in twenty thirteen. Uh, if I was being objective, taking that off like an objectively better moment, I would be going with the Malcolm Butler interception or the Villanova buzzer beater. Uh, I got I got LeBron I got LeBron's block as number two, and the, the two moments that specifically. I, I can, like, get into detail about where I was when I watched it. Uh, one of them is one that we mentioned already. But one of them is Barry Bonds breaking the home run record. Oh, uh, a good one. Against the Nationals. I remember I was watching SportsCenter at my grandparents' house, like, late at night. Like, I was on, like, the, you know, mattress or blow-up mattress in the living room. Like, probably laying, like, two feet away from the TV, which I shouldn't have been doing, obviously. But uh, I remember they would cut in, and I, this was, you know, 11.30, 12 at night or whatever it was, maybe even later, and they cut in on Sports Center to Barry Bonds' that bat, and I sat up, and he cracked that thing in the deep right center field, and I just, like, <laughs> s- like, s- like sat up on, my, on the mattress. Out of watching. here! Yeah. <laughs> so there was that. And I then, might have to make an audible when you're done. Yeah. And then number <laughs> one is, to me, this might be the best sports moment of all time, the kick six. Wow. Like, it just might be. I can t- I remember there's, there is no bigger I remember where I was moment than the kick six because I was visiting my, I was visiting, uh, my family in Baltimore. And I would, I would stay at my grandma. I would stay at my grandmother's house when I would do this. And every Saturday my cousins would come over like my aunt, my uncle, and they would bring their kids. And a lot of times I would stay over with them because they were like around my, there was, you know, that the aunt with kids around my age, they they had five kids (laughs) and they were all like, (laughs) uh, you know, they're all within like seven to two years of me. Um, And they're all boys. So, eventually so it was one of those days where it's like all right they've come over and now they're leaving and i'm going over to stay at aunt janet's house you know and as like and the end of this game was taken so long they had that review to see did tj yeldon step out of bounds with a second left where you know (laughs) whatever whatever it was the timeouts alabama's bringing in a new kicker and this whole time like i'm my the, my aunt and my cousins and my uncle are leaving. They're like get, getting everything in the car, the leftovers from dinner, putting it in the car. And I'm just remembering like, man, I want to see how this game ends. Like, come, like they're about to kick a field goal to like try to, you know, send whatever it was. Was the game tied? I don't even remember. It was. Um, it had to. Be I believe tied. it was. T- I think it was tied. Yeah, it had to be right because otherwise, like Auburn would have won if they missed when they missed it. Um. And if they were leading, they wouldn't have needed to kick the field goal. But anyway, um, so the, I'm just like, or to the point, it gets the, it came along so, it was taken so long that it was a point where I, I was about to leave. It's like, get, like, Dylan, we got to go. It's time to go. And I'm walking, and you can, the house layout was to where you could see the TV in the living room from the other end of the house for like the front door. It was just like a straight shot. So as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, let me stop in the kitchen where uh, and look, because they're about to kick the field goal. And I stop literally like almost at the door. I'm about to leave. I'm stopped. I'm like, they're kicking the field goal right now. They kick it. 
goes up. Chris Davis catches it, brings it all the way back for a touchdown, literally as I'm about to walk out the door. And I'm like freaking out. I like run out the door, sprint out to the car, like to my cousins and be like, (laughs) you will not believe how that game just ended. Oh, man. And this is in 2013. So the highlight is not quite as accessible right away as it is now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was on Twitter. Like I had Twitter, but like it wasn't like what Twitter is now. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was also on Twitter. But yeah, it's. I don't think people remember how different it was. Like you, I don't think videos were on Twitter at that point. They might not have been. I don't think they even had videos yet. That was, and then even, even then, like, yeah, that might've been a year or two off from videos, but yeah, different time. Great, great game. I think anybody who watched that probably remembers where they were. That's just, yeah. One of the best, maybe the best college football moment. And, you know, it's up there in all time sports moments as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to say, I have to kick Malcolm Butler out because I found a better one to put in, a more personal one. Okay. So this is uh, just a few months before. It is the 2014 ALDS game two between the Tigers and the Orioles. And Delman Young hits a double to clear the bases and give the Orioles the lead. Hardy slides in safe. The, The place is going crazy. And then the Orioles go on to sweep the... Tigers in that series who had um, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and David Price, and they swept them. And I don't think that's ever going to be topped by the Orioles ever. <laughs> so that one I had to get in because I do remember that was a afternoon game on like a Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I watched, I streamed them as much as I could during school because I had a class where we had access to computers got home to catch them kind of close to the end and they had been losing the whole game. So it really wasn't looking good. And then, you know, that magical, uh, magic, magic double Delman young first pitch swinging. Uh, and then they win the game. And that, that was the kind of the, the cherry on top of very magical year. Unfortunately, the Royals had their devil magic and, and went and swept through the Orioles, but Overall, 2014, best year of my life for the Orioles. A uh, couple 2014 Orioles on my Mount Rushmore's of, of wow. TV and, and in yeah. person. So, great team. Yeah. So, I think that's probably where I'd have to leave it. I'd have to really, even if I sat down to do this, it would take me a very long time to really find a definitive four overall. Yeah. Could probably be a whole episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got one. We got one submission, a couple more submissions here. Uh, let's go to <clears throat> at Truck Slut 420. <laughs> Favorite Subway sandwich. Um, this has changed for me over the years. When I was a kid, I used to be really boring, and I would just tell my mom to get me a turkey sub with pickles on it. And, okay. Uh, uh, you know, I don't go to Subway a whole lot, so I'm not. I can't advocate, I can't say that this answer is going to be, like, very in-depth, like, knowledgeable, very informed, but I like the uh, the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. That's uh, okay. that's my go-to. Um, my go-to is probably even more boring than your childhood sandwich. <laughs> I'll get a, I'll get a cold cut American cheese mayo. Sometimes I'll do the uh, Southwest mayo or whatever it is that they have. 
um it's either italian bread or like the italian herbs and cheese and that's it and i'll toast it i mean it's just just a plain cold cut but you see the the thing is that when i get it from subway it does have a distinct flavor because their cold cut stack of meat is unlike anything anywhere because it's all pretty it's extremely processed meat yes um but it is delicious i don't get subway often because uh there's just a lot <laughs> there's a lot better options out there for, for yeah. a cheaper price subways a little bit overpriced not cheap they got, yeah they gotta come they gotta come down to some like yeah like dirt cheap prices to to get people in there but um yeah I'm, it's it's nothing special that's my order at a lot of places honestly i mean i'm i'm pretty plain when it comes to sandwiches i just want the bare basics bread meat maybe some mayo or something I'm, yeah i'm not, I'm not a cheese i'm not a cheese guy on a, on, the, on a cold sandwich um i'm not a mayo guy either like i'll find some other stuff like if i'm making a turkey sandwich uh which is usually my go-to uh i'm i, I buy i i buy the chick-fil-a sauce i'll put that on there mm, um that's good stuff love some chick-fil-a sauce um if subway had chick-fil-a sauce i'd probably go there more often they should but then it would, just be, then it would be chick-fil-a it'd be subway um, sauce yeah, it's probably way worse. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, let's see. Even just earlier, I had a, it was a, a just a like a hamburger roll with turkey, ham, uh, American cheese, mayo. That's what I eat. Like that's mm-hmm. it's my sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. Last two questions that we have here from friend of the show, Nick Arguelles. Uh. What are your top five Knicks? And uh, let me let me specify. Uh, this is not K N I C K S. <laughs> this is uh, N N I C K's top five Knicks. Um, so I, I I went here and I'm like, if someone mostly went by Nicholas, they don't count. They're not a Nick. They're a Nicholas. Mm. Okay. So they don't they don't count. Um. Man, I didn't narrow this down. I wrote I wrote down uh, how many names here? Eight. I did not narrow it down. So we're going to have to do this in real time. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to cut out. We're going to cut out this guy. All right. I I think I have. I have. You have. I have four. You have four. Okay. Wait. Wait. Do I need? How many do I want? Five. Five. Top five Knicks. Oh. Okay. Um. Hmm. <laughs> You see, but my I was really solid on my four, but now I need an extra one, and the the extra one's just not going to be as good. I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your four? What's your four? Okay, maybe, I, maybe do, that I do. I have. You. I have five. I have okay. five. Okay. Okay. All right. So, at number five, we're gonna go with Nick Kroll. Oh, he's okay. Okay. Comedic actor. You know, yes. cool guy. Good. Good pick. Good pick. Number. Four, we're gonna go with Nick Offerman. Mm. Okay. Number three is gonna be Nick Jonas. You've uh, th- the three that you've named are on this are on my short list. Okay. Number two, Nick Arguelles. Only number two. Wow. And the number one Nick of all time. N I C K, the number one Nick, Nickelodeon. 
<laughs> That's, uh, we have the same. <laughs> I also have Nickelodeon on here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to cut out. Listen, the only I got uh, I got two names that you didn't mention. I got uh, I got Nick Saban, but I, I think we're going to cut him out. Let's see. <laughs> so what am I down to? I'm down to six. I'm down to, I'm down to six now. Uh, let's see. Who, who are we cutting out? Um, I'm going to have to cut out Nick Jonas. Uh, unfortunately Ah. so let me see if i'm gonna order this um i'm also gonna go with uh i'm also gonna go with uh nick offerman at number five uh of course ron swanson the goat uh nick kroll at number four very funny man uh number three we're going with one half of the former aew world champ world tag team champions nick jackson uh (laughs) Uh, with his with his brother Matt Jackson, um, number number one and number two, uh, man, you put Nick you put Nick Arguelles number number two for you. So uh, <laughs> number two, I'm going with Nickelodeon, and uh, number one, of course, I have to go with my my birthday twin. Although we're a year we're a year apart exactly, uh, Nick Arguelles. Wonderful. You're welcome, Nick. I gotta go. Nick Foles, honorable mention. Uh, yeah, Nick Nick Foles. Um, let's see. Yeah, my my honorable mentions as uh, my other honorable mention is a uh, uh, deathmatch wrestler Nick Gage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of the the leader of the Murder Death Kill Gang. So, uh, other than that, yeah, that's 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 my list. A lot and, of famous, uh, a lot of famous people named Nick. When you really yeah, the first person I thought of was Nick was Nicholas Cage, but then I was like, well, he's a Nicholas. Yeah, can, people call him Nick Cage, but it's like, eh, he's he doesn't really go by that. When has he ever been credited as Nick Cage? No, never. So. Um, but yeah, all right. I believe our last question, unless so, we got went through all the ones submitted by Twitter, but we got a very late submission from a friend of the program, Logan Rothstein. Uh. SEC teams as gas station slash fast food chicken chains. Oh my god! This is a heavy. This is a heavy. This is a heavyweight one. So, I can see this is also. I could do a whole show with this one. I think. Right. <laughs> He's uh, his uh, his girlfriend Piper also has a question that I I looked at and was like, this is probably also a full. This is probably a full episode. Um. Let's see. I th- I think right away I just go to Pop Popeyes is Alabama, but I know that your number one fast food chain is Bo- is Bojangles. So oh, although man. that could be Georgia, couldn't it? You see, I was gonna go, I was gonna go Alabama was McDonald's because they're just they're just oh, number yeah. one. Well, yeah, they do serve chicken, don't they? They're just oh, the I top. guess we got to consider it. They're yeah. just the top dog. So like. The, the chicken McNugget and the McChicken. Are we only the... doing chicken places? I think the intended purpose of this is places that are like specifically known for their chicken. Oh man, we'll see. Now I'm very limited. <laughs> like we're thinking Popeyes, Bojangles, Zaxby's, Churches. Um, what else? What else do we got in there? Oh uh, man, crispy, crunchy chicken. Uh, I guess at some point you probably have to throw in places that are more just like they serve chicken, but it's not their only thing. So maybe I do have to throw McDonald's in there. 
Um, but for me, I'm going, I'm going with uh, Popeyes and Bojangles as like Alabama, Georgia. That's fair. Um, Kentucky, KFC. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's it's that's the layup there, right? But literally writes itself. It literally does write itself. Uh, mediocre with some moments of like going up into like the beat, the B tier range. The uh, Kentucky, well, at least you know, within the past fifteen years, Kentucky's basketball team is the is the the famous bowl, and then everything oh, else, yeah. everything else at that school is is <laughs> everything else at KFC. That's true. I am thinking about this in terms of football. Uh, in my mind yeah you said school and i was like well i can do the schools but if it's if it's just kfc to kentucky football as a whole it's pretty fair yeah it's not it's not as bad as as it gets credit for but it's pretty bad right i'm thinking like zaxby's is goes flies a little under the radar still very well known very strong reliable they don't have a lot they they really just do one thing like like Popeyes and Bojangles. Well, I just got a Baltimore in my accent there for a second. Bojangles. Oh wow. man. Um, but they they really is just the chicken tenders. Like that's that's their thing. It's like we we run the damn ball, and that's that's our that's our thing. Or we we we're we're pass heavy. We are not. Um, we're not two dimensional. Um, I guess right now that's that's Tennessee. Um, but yeah. I'm thinking like LSU, if it's the vibe a little more. I got more teams than I got pl- places I can. We name. do have. <laughs> there are a lot of SEC teams. We almost we got to expand the our, our palette. Yeah, that's so, the thing. So, that's why I went. That's why I went Alabama McDonald's because I was like, who's the top dog here? Who's running? Yeah, if if we if we expand it out like that, I'm 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 thinking we can go with McDonald's as Alabama. I think Popeyes is Georgia. Um, Bojangles is probably Tennessee, and then I think Dairy Queen sneaks in there pretty early um, with a top team. Uh, they're kind of all over the place in terms of like you're not. They're not known for their chicken, as if, uh, we could say. Like this team's not known for their football, but if you if they will, they will surprise you every once in a while <laughs> um maybe that's uh with who what team would that what team would that be Ole Miss yeah yeah Ole Miss just they have their moments you know <laughs> but it's like when you're having a conversation about who's who's doing well who's the best of the best it's never Ole Miss ever yeah and when you're talking about like chicken places or football teams uh, the that uh, make Ole Miss come up and it's not Dairy Queen come up <laughs> right like football <laughs> is not like the chicken places isn't why you talk about Dairy Queen yeah yeah that's fair yeah uh, I'm trying to see here I'm just I'm, I'm I got I got the the restaurants rattling around in my head I got the teams rattling around I'm really trying to piece together i'm trying to see what comes to me naturally without what having is to sit which, here. which which uh which sec team is given off the most chicken fries vibe oh man <laughs> that feels like a mississippi state kind of kind of thing 
I'm, I'm, I can dig that. Or like an Arkansas. I was thinking maybe Missouri. Mmm. They're just kind of, you know. I feel like chicken fries are better than uh, Missouri. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. They deserve a little better than that. I think, um, I think Vanderbilt is the dumpster behind McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, man, what's the word? I wanted to give, I mean, I think yeah. the worst fast food place is still too good for Vanderbilt. Yeah, definitely. Because what's the worst you could think of? Like, right? I just don't. I mean, I I could say my least favorite, I guess. But even then, that's a tough that's a tough question. I have some that rank lowers, but I'm a I'm a big fast food guy, you know. So, right. Um, I can see. I, I, I think I'm going to give Subway to Florida. That's what they deserve. Because they're kind of there. You see a lot about about Florida, like how Subways are just kind of everywhere, but they're not that good. Their marketing budget's big, but they're not that good. So, yeah, uh, cookout cookout really just has chicken nuggets. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good chicken nuggets. Everything else around the football program is strong. Maybe that's Kentucky. Uh, although, maybe that's just basketball. Um, Auburn. Yeah, I think of yeah. Auburn is cookout because all like the Auburn's... basketball team is good. Like I feel like Auburn's pretty good at like pretty much everything. Yeah, they're they're just kind of solid across the board, and then like they have a they have a they have a shot every once in a while to be really good at something, but it's not gonna you know it's not gonna be forever. So it's kind of like cookout where it's you know something they might be really cooking up the <laughs> the corn dogs that day or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's man, I'm running, I'm running low on places. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never been to churches. Um. That's one that I feel like the reputation that I hear about it is like it's kind of overrated. So that's that can be Texas A&M. There we go. Sure. And then uh, have we missed it? Like South Carolina and Arkansas maybe are the only two we haven't put anywhere in particular. Yeah, um, they just they don't exist. And, they're the, they're like they're like the um, they're like the local place right. that is technically fast food, but like is local, so it's. Not really. Like crispy, crunchy chicken? Yeah, just like a carry-out. Listen, yeah. crispy, crunchy, which, who decided that that place needed to be, like, the crispy and the crunchy need to be with a K? Because <laughs> uh, that's dangerous territory, calling yourselves crispy, crunchy chicken K with two Ks. Uh, I think maybe that's, like, I don't know, South Carolina. South Carolina was good this year. They can. That's good. That That chicken is good. They're good enough. Yeah. How do we feel about Royal Farms chicken? Oh, Royal Farms slaps. That's that's the know. part we've uh, gas stations, uh, AC and T, and uh, Royal Farms at least. I think Royal Farms chicken's real good. I think the chicken is good. I've never gotten crispy chicken from Royal Farms. Mm. I almost need them to hand it to me. Like they need to put it in the box. 
or whatever it's whatever they they give it to me in and not not put a lid on it or anything because <laughs> i get it back to the house and it's just become far too soggy i just and i, I just, yeah you need to eat it like within five seconds of uh, receiving it yeah i need to like as soon as i get the food i need to open it up and let the air get it because the, the moisture is getting trapped and it's it's killing my experience but yeah i don't know i don't know who i had to assign because i when i think of royal farms i think of a region and it's not the region these schools are in yeah that's the thing is school then there are chicken places, but there are more chicken places than there are good SEC teams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's the problem there. I think we've covered we've covered our base. That's fine. Satisfy the right. Question. You know, you know who's good. You know who's bad. Sorry if that's you know controversial. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was our last question. Uh, we've passed by eight o'clock now, so we're. And we're cutting into uh, AEW Dynamite time. Uh, we've got we've gotten within the first five minutes the uh, the debut of uh, former New Japan Heavyweight Champion uh, Switchblade Jay White, aka uh, the Knife Pervert. Um, that's that's not his real nickname, but it's like what's what I like to call him, <laughs> Knife Pervert. <laughs> it's all yeah. What what is going on over there? Ah, it's just an old it's an old joke. Mm. It's like we'll he's, that he's the switchblade. We'll he likes foot. he likes he likes knives. You know, he's oh. a pervert for knives. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it, I guess. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, hey, we we went a while with that uh, mailbag. That could have been its own episode, but we had to get in some NBA playoff talk. Yeah, and it all it, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same length as most of our episodes lately. So nice yeah. little hour and a half, you know. Take a nice chunk of the work day for some of you. I don't know when most people listen. I know Garrett listens. Garrett listens while he works. Here, that's um, that's here's our end of the show, end of the show uh, question to see who made it to the end. That of course only Garrett and eventually Logan will will tell us <laughs> is when do you listen to the show? Do you listen on your commute, after work, during work, before work? But when you tweet it or whatever. I don't know how you're going to contact us. Hopefully tweet. Don't say I listen at blank. Just just say it. Just say like. Just say work. Just say work or say drive. drive. Yeah, whatever it might be. Drive. Just keep it simple. Keep you don't it need less, to. Two words or less. Do not restate the sentence. Two words or less. All right. There's your assignment for the week. Garrett. <laughs> your homework. <laughs> Garrett and Logan. Homework disputed. Yeah. <laughs> go right. Well, go right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now you got more to say? No, I don't. I did. I'm out of thought for the probably the week. All right. Fair enough then. <laughs> go Rams. <laughs>